0: This is Kansas City Today, I'm Nomi Nujia dean Today is Wednesday, November 3rd. Coming up, Missouri is seeing a rise in COVID vaccinations, but most of that is people getting booster shots. And a former congressman from the Kansas City metro has died. But first, we have some local election results. Overland Park had its mayoral elections last night. Kyle Palmer is the editor of the Shawnee Mission Post, which has been covering the race for KCUR. He's joining me over Zoom to talk about the results. Hi, Kyle.
1: Hi, Nomi. Good to talk to you.
0: So who won the race for mayor of Overland Park?
1: Uh, well, it is very close, but uh, current city council president Kurt Skoog has been on the council for 16 years, tied himself closely with outgoing mayor Carl Gerlach, won on election night with 50.57% of the vote compared to Mike Sineke, the retired business executive who garnered 49.1%. So about 550 votes separate these men, 548 votes to be exact after unofficial vote tallies on election night. But Kurt Skoog Goog. Um, appears to be the winner
0: what message can we take from that
1: uh, well with such a close vote you can tell that um, overland Park is divided on its thoughts on the future of the city and and where it has been over the last uh, 16 years and more uh, under the leadership of Carl Gerlach and, and Kurt skoog but uh, Kurt skoog though we haven't heard from him at the time of this taping I think would would claim that um, his message of, of of competent management of the city um shepherding the city through extraordinary growth and business development and relationships with the developers who, who have spurred that growth was a message that resonated with voters. Um, Mike Sinegi was much more skeptical of, of, of tax incentives for development, um, developments like big apartment complexes as well, and, and really, um, emphasized messages of of underlining single-family homes and um, getting tough on rates of crime that were starting to creep up over the last couple of years in Overland Park, though still remain relatively low compared to other big cities. But I would imagine that he would say still that that message also resonated with a a very strong segment of the populace considering how close this vote was.
0: There were some shakeups on the Overland Park City Council. What happened in those races?
1: Yeah, well, there were six contested seats in all six wards. There was at least one seat um, on the ballot, uh, three in the north and three in the south. There were four incumbents on the ballot. Um, two of them won. Both of those incumbents were in the north in wards one and three, respectively, Logan Healy and Jim Kite. Uh, but then two incumbents lost, and both of them were in a southern wards. That would be Stacy Graham in ward four. She was beat out by Scott Mosier, the father of slain Overland Park police officer Mike Mosier, who was killed during a traffic stop last year. Um, And then in Ward 6, Chris Newland was um, defeated by Jeff Cox as well. And both of those races in Wards 4 and 6 really turned, again, on the same issues that were germane to the mayoral race. Uh, Discussions about tax incentive policy, development, and also, especially in um, Ward 4, this discussion about crime. That, again, I think is indicative of the kind of cultural split that you see in Overland Park. Um, It was... uh, Evident in these city council results, and it should make the dynamics of city council. A little bit more interesting, though I will still say that the people who uh, generally support this notion of, of developments and, and and growth and supporting the vision that has been kind of the, the trademark of Carl Gerlach's tenure, those supporters on the city council still remain, um, I think, in the majority.
0: One topic you've been covering throughout this election season is how some polarizing issues like masks have been affecting local school board elections. How did some of those races turn out?
1: Uh, well, very interesting. And, and I guess, more broadly speaking across johnson county mixed results but in two of the districts that we cover closely here in northeast johnson county very decisive results in favor of candidates who supported mask rules in the shawnee mission school district you had two incumbents and a third candidate who was endorsed by an outgoing board member and all three of those candidates were very supportive of mask rules and all three of them won handily mary sinclair uh, April boyd Nerona, who was the newcomer, and then also current board president, Heather Owsley, uh, all won by handy double-digit margins. It was a similar story in USD 232 in DeSoto. You had three contested races, a slate of three candidates who were uh, vehemently against mask mandates in schools. And all three of those candidates lost. Danielle Hykus, an incumbent board member, um, one uh, retained a seat on the board. And then Callie Malloy, who was endorsed by an outgoing board member, uh, as well as brandy johnson uh, won as well so in those two districts the mask proponents or at least that the proponents of mask rules in schools all won it was a different story in blue valley further south in johnson county outside the 435 loop uh, three more contested races in that district and two of the candidates who Criticize mask rules. Won. Uh, Katie Bowers and Jim McMullen both won. Uh, The most watched school board race in that district, however, involved Christine White, the uh, Johnson County pediatrician who gained some notoriety um, for publicly questioning the effectiveness of masks and the uh, the breadth of the COVID-19 pandemic at different public meetings. She lost. Um, She also bowed out of her race midway through and said she wouldn't take the office if she won. But she lost to Gina Knapp. So. Um, In two of the districts we cover, uh, pretty clear results in favor of those who who wanted mask rules in place, In Blue Valley was a different story.
0: Kyle Palmer is the editor of the Shawnee Mission Post. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, Nomi. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors.
1: UMB, Private Wealth Management, a division of UMB Bank takes the time to understand your history, goals, and priorities. UNB tailors financial planning services and resources to help you accumulate, preserve, and protect your wealth for whatever life throws your way. It's all about establishing a customized plan for you so you can focus on the important parts of life, like spending time with family and friends, pursuing your passions, or building a career. Feel confident about your future at UMB Private Wealth Management. Everything we do starts with you. Learn more at umb.com/wealth-management.
0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomeen ujia Another major election that happened last night was the race for the mayor of the unified government of Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas. Lynn Horsley has been covering that race for us and she's here over Zoom. Hi, Lynn. Hello. So who won the race for mayor of the unified government?
2: Well, the challenger won, Nomeen. Um, David Alvey was the incumbent and he was seeking a second term. But challenger Tyrone Garner, who was a longtime police official in Kansas City, Kansas, before he retired in 2019, he mounted an energetic challenge and did win this race. He won 51 percent of the vote to 49 percent for David Alvey.
0: What message does this send? Well, it was clearly a message that
2: voters wanted something different. David Alvey had argued that the county was generally doing well, and that he had made a lot of progress with economic development, and that he had led the unified government uh, responsibly during the COVID pandemic. But Garner prevailed with a message that much more attention needs to go to neglected neighborhoods, and small businesses and average taxpayers. And he also wanted more government efficiency and more inclusive and proactive leadership. Here is Tyrone Garner speaking to reporters last night after the election results came in. I want
1: to thank Wyandotte County. You all really stepped up because you wanted to see change and I'm committed to bringing you the change that that I ran on. And that's engaged leadership. That's community driven. um, That provides a better way forward for Wyandotte County.
2: Tyrone Garner did kind of come out of nowhere. He was a a, um, first time candidate. He said he had not really intended to run, but people in the community wanted him to run, and he did, and he ended up defeating the incumbent. What does this
0: mean for Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas moving forward? Well, Tyrone Garner
2: insists that it's going to mean more attention, especially for parts of the county east of Interstate 635. He also says that he's going to call for audits of unified government and also the board of public utilities. He's trying to look for ways to make government more efficient and effective and also to see if there are ways to lower taxes and the high utility bills that people pay. Um, He is just saying that he's going to be more energetic, more out in the community, more community driven, and hopefully be a voice for the people that he feels have been ignored for too long. Police corruption in KCK
0: has been a major issue lately. How much did that factor into the race? I
2: think it was a big factor and it did come up in in many of the debates. Um, It kind of hovered over everything. Recently, it was disclosed that there's a federal grand jury investigation of former Kansas City, Kansas detective Roger Golubsky, who is accused of really egregious misconduct. Um, Tyrone Garner was a longtime police officer and eventually was a deputy police chief before he retired from the force. Uh, But he said he knew nothing of Golubsky's misconduct while they both served. Uh, He argues that he's the one to help restore integrity and racial equity to the police department and to Unified Government Administration. What were some other issues in the race? The debates really focused on how the county was doing. Um, Alvi said there had been significant economic development. Uh, he pointed to a new mer- grocery store downtown and other development downtown. There's a new Amazon Fulfillment Center at the old Woodlands Racetrack. There's an Urban Outfitters Distribution Center that's planned uh, and other Projects coming along, but Garner pointed out that the old Indian Springs mall site is still kind of a wasteland. And there are just too many parts of the county that don't have enough development and don't have enough attention or don't even really have enough infrastructure and basic services. He promised to. Give the attention to those areas and those parts of the uh, community that he had said have been ignored for too long. I will say race was not really an overt issue in this election, but it's interesting that Garner is the first black mayor of the unified government, which was consolidated with the city in 1997. And in fact, he's the first black mayor of Kansas City, Kansas, going back to records from the late 1880s. Lynn Horsley is a contributor
0: to KCUR. Thanks, Lynn. You're welcome. Here's what else is going on in Kansas City. Missouri is administering its highest number of COVID-19 shots since the spring, although the increase is almost entirely due to booster shots. KCUR's Alex Smith reports.
1: Daily vaccine shots climbed to nearly 20,000 per day last week, the state's highest rate since May. However, more than three-quarters of that total came from boosters. The increase came after the CDC expanded booster shot eligibility. That now includes people who received any of the three approved COVID vaccines, including anyone over 18 who may be at higher risk due to health or work or living circumstances. However, the rate of fully vaccinated residents in Missouri has slowed down. Around 50% of Missourians are fully vaccinated well below the 58% national average.
0: U.S. Representative Dennis Moore has died, according to a statement from his wife Stephanie Moore. Dennis Moore served the 3rd Congressional District of Kansas, including Wyandotte and Johnson Counties, for 12 years. He was known as a moderate blue dog Democrat in a Republican district. Friends and colleagues praised his ability to work across party lines and his commitment to constituent services. In a 2011 conversation with KCUR when he retired, Moore was characteristically self-effacing.
2: I really tried to find the political center as much as I could. And I think, frankly, part of the reason I was successful was I'd been D.A. for 12 years and people said, well, he's a Democrat, but at least he's not a crazy Democrat. And they were willing to take a chance on me.
0: Moore died after suffering Alzheimer's disease and cancer. He was 75. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nugia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can read our coverage of the elections in Overland Park and Wyandotte County on our website, kcur.org, where you can also find our live stream. If you like our podcast, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app or leave us a voicemail with your feedback at 816-235-8930. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at the complicated legal status of marijuana in Missouri and Kansas. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.